You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 116, Mold Sickness and Wood Foundations. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are talking about wood foundations today. Yes. So how many houses have wood foundations? I'm just curious. It sounds like a really old house. Actually, there's, there's a, I'm not sure the brand, but there's a company that makes the panels for it currently. There's, there's, you'd be surprised. When I was doing home inspections, these were homes that were built in the 80s. I'll bet you've. 20% of them, maybe 15, 20% had a wood foundation. And the way they did them was absurd. Like, when they say absurd, they just backfill the dirt right up against the wood foundation. So we saw lots and lots and lots of problems. And some of them were full foundations. Wow. With a basement. Wow. A lot of them were just crawl spaces, but still. Wow. And so, you wouldn't do that these days because wood's like. Really expensive. Yeah. Four times what it was last year. Well, and I guess what what's the thinking behind having a wood foundation in the first place? I think maybe more convenience. Uh, when you have a concrete foundation, you have to put up forms and go through all that and rebar and everything. And so I think for a guy that's building it or gals, they just think, well, we can do a wood foundation. It, you know, like for someone like us, you know, say we wanted to build just a little cabin and it's somewhere where you really couldn't get concrete trucks in there and we wanted to just do it ourselves, you know, knowing what we're doing or I know as far as what not to do with the wood foundation, I, I wouldn't, I mean, as long as I knew it was all done right, for me on a small, like little cabin, it wouldn't deter me from doing it. The problem is, is most people that are doing it don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and so 
Well, and, and I, I think when people think wood foundation, I just imagine all wood around it, which wood is cellu- a cellulose material. Correct. correct? Okay. And when, when, when we're talking about, in, in our listeners, if they follow us on uh, social media or get the bi-weekly emails, there's a picture in there. And more or less, just for our listeners that don't understand, we're not talking just like logs. We're talking you frame a wall up and you put OSB Okay. On it, as if it was above ground. Um, oh, and, okay. If you're to do it nowadays, obviously, you know, you could still do that, but you'd have to have a drain tile system and all the proper waterproofing, and you can get away with doing it. You just kind of know what you're doing. Well, and that's my question. Wood can get wet and then rot. So right. how does that get avoided with a wood foundation? You put, so on a concrete foundation, you put typically tar as a waterproofer. Mm-hmm. You literally just just use a whitewash brush is what I call it. And you out of the five-gallon bucket, you just put that tar on the foundation on something like a wood foundation, which is similar to using a foam-formed foundation. I mean, it's foam forms, but you leave the foam there. You actually put a rubber membrane on it. So it's it's literally like a um, like if you're going to line a pond or something. It, it's like sheeting, but it's, it's rubber. It's a lot thicker. Okay. And so some of them are self-adhesive, but you put that against the foundation and that's your moisture barrier oh, okay okay and that's ve- that's like one of the most important things is that waterproofing material absolutely and you can't once again people that try to get away with the cheap stuff they try to just paint over the wood and when i say paint they put the tar on it as a waterproof for like you do on a concrete exposed foundation mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work they're, they're it's not designed okay so does that make, did I answer your question as far as the yeah, kind of waterproofer? Yeah, so it's proofer? not just the wood. There's actually a water barrier, whether somebody's going cheap with tar or they're using rubber. There's right. something that serves as exactly. a barrier to prevent the wood from getting water exactly. damage. Okay, so that that makes sense to me. Now, why isn't then, I mean, you just gave it, it has a barrier that prevents moisture. So then why isn't a wood foundation a good idea? Because like I was saying earlier, most people that, the that install them don't know what they're doing in the first place. Okay. And so a lot of them don't put the proper moisture barrier. Um, a lot of times, and you, it's it's crucial too that you have a, a drain tile system around it too. So it's a French drain that will collect the water and then it dumps it into a sump pump, which pumps it out, or you you pipe that to let's just say a pond if you have a large amount of land. And so when you don't do that, even with the moisture barrier there. If you don't have that drain tile system or proper grading, that water's going to find its way past that that barrier and then hit the wood. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And if you have so if you have a drain tile system, you're you're preventing it. And so for our listeners, they're like, "Well, Steve's saying, well, it's okay if you do it right." That's why for what we see on the mold side of things, It can cause structural concerns, moisture intrusion into the basement, which obviously is a mold issue. The last thing you want, if you have a mold concern, and let's say it's a full basement, is the fact that your foundation's causing it. Yeah. Because if your foundation's causing it, there's a bunch of wood rot in all the walls and everything for that foundation, if that makes sense. That does make sense. So, So explain to me how something like a wood foundation 
I get the wood rot, but how does it turn into, how can it lead to mold sickness? Is it that the wood rot creates the mold infestation and then the mold infestation just sort of climbs into the home? Well, what would have to happen is, is just like with most mold um, infestations that we see, there would have to be a moisture intrusion event. So that typically would happen from the exterior improper grading and drainage. Okay. So let's say even let's say they have a, a rubber membrane up, and the, but they don't have a drain tile system around that foundation. Any void, obviously, water follows the path of least resistance. One little hole could allow the water to get between the moisture barrier and then the actual sheathing or sheeting um, on the wall. If that makes sense. That does make sense. And so then what happened in that piece, then what, what, like, how would somebody know that? I guess is my point. Like, how do they know to even do the CSI investigation to figure out that that's where it's coming from? Well, the, the, the tough part about that, even if it was a concrete foundation, by the time you know you have a problem, it's, you've got a major problem on your hands, even if it's concrete. So let's just... Let's just say it's a you're in a basement, it's a concrete foundation or wood, either or. By the time you notice something's going on, there's probably water all over your floor or you know the the, the moisture's between your sheetrock and and that uh, moisture barrier outside. And what's happening is it's trapped in that wall. So if it's a finished basement, you're not going to discover it for a long time. Now if it's an unfinished basement, you would be able to go down there and see, like you'd start seeing water stains and water coming in. Okay, and what now with a wood foundation? Does that does a wood foundation also apply in terms of a crawl space? Yes, you could have it as a crawl space. And so then, how would you know if you had a crawl space that the wood would it be? You'd be down in there, and it would smell a certain way, or how would right. you know? Yeah, you would. You know, there there's a lot of different indicators from. You know, my point of view as a mold specialist and inspector, you know, you could start seeing structural cracking up here and then you go down in the crawl space and you figure out the reason why is that foundation is defective and it's because of the grading on the outside. But you'd have to go down in the foundation or down in the crawl space to see it. So do you recommend that people, because I don't think anybody thinks to check their foundation or their crawl space. <laughs> so what are the preventative things that you would recommend people do, especially if they have a wood foundation? Well, just like what we're going to talk about in a few months when we go over the fall checklist, you need to go down in your crawl space and inspect it. I mean, if you're going to have issues down there, the, the, the biggest or the, the most obvious thing that I would look at is your grading. And make sure the grading on the outside of that foundation sloped away from the, the foundation itself. But you've, I know people hate to go into their crawl spaces, but you know your fear of spiders versus having a major mold infestation in your house and structural issues. I guess you have to weigh that out, or you pay somebody to come inspect it. That makes a lot of sense. Now I know there are a number of people who might say, well. If I happen to have a wood foundation and the builders did something wrong, won't my insurance company pay for it? Won't it be, if it's really, if it's not my fault, won't my insurance company pay for it? Obviously, I can't speak for the insurance company, but I'm pretty sure they would say, no, that's a manufacturer's defect. That's a, that's a contractor's defect. That's workmanship. They would probably say no. Okay. We've talked about it in other episodes as far as insurance companies. 
But the way the insurance looks at it, and everybody listening knows this, they're going to find any way to get out of paying for it. Correct. But when it comes to a mold concern, if it was a flooding issue from the water outside, you have to have flood insurance for it to be covered. If it was from a water pipe burst, they typically would cover that, but they're still going to fight you on it. Yeah, so it's still going to be an uphill battle. Okay, so at the end of the day, when you think about it, because, you know, I mean, I'm not even sure that lots of people who aren't doing the fall and spring sort of checklist thing, I'm not even sure if they know that they have a wood foundation. (laughs) So if somebody figures out after listening to this that they do have a wood foundation, A, what should they do about it? And B, if somebody is planning to build a house, what type of foundation would you recommend outside of wood? Uh, so like I said earlier, for all of our listeners, I really just wouldn't recommend wood. They're just problematic. Um, I have the same viewpoint with skylights, especially, you know, older skylights. They're not as durable. Um, but I wouldn't do wood. And like I said, I don't want everybody to hear this and go, well, I can't use wood or it's terrible. You can, as long as you know that it was done properly and you're, you're inspecting it and monitoring it. But the, the best in my opinion, is either cinder block or a concrete foundation. Okay. okay. So, so cinder block or concrete. And why? Because they're concrete. They're non-cellulose materials. Ah, uh, okay. That's okay. the big key is the non-cellulose materials. Um, I'm obviously not an engineer or an architect, but for bearing uh, weights and bearing issues, obviously wood is not, in my opinion, going to be able to bear the weight like a concrete foundation would. Okay. That makes total sense. So then what's your call to action for people? Well, if you don't even know if you have a wood foundation or not, you should probably (laughs) go and figure it out. And a lot of times you wouldn't know. Exactly. Lots of people don't. That's what's, you know, like these are interesting topics because for most people, even when they're building a home, they don't think about things like this at all. Yeah. And I, I, um, I want to say this in a nice way, but I, I don't think many reputable contractors out there would be doing a wood foundation but like i said there there are people that do it and there are people that swear by it but if they're doing those all the time they 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 should be doing it right and know what they're doing yeah so you know if like i said if you're scared of crawl spaces just open up the hatch you know pay the neighbor kid 20 bucks i mean they probably think it's cool to go down there and have them look around with a flashlight so you know there there's something um you know that, that we're doing and, and offering now, and I'm calling it a property assessment because a mold inspection for me, it's, it's important to do the mold inspection on site. But with COVID, we dealt with people doing a lot of things virtually and even inspections, people are starting to do them virtually. So I'm offering it as I'm not going to call it a mold inspection because I don't in my opinion, I don't think you can really do a mold inspection while our clients on the other end of the phone showing you things. So it's a property assessment so that more or less I can walk our clients through everything that I want to see. Um, you know, the purpose of it is obviously to see, you know, the condition of their property. And then if we need mold testing, we have other options that we can move into. Um, so that's something for our listeners that. I haven't really offered it before. Um, we are offering it on the website so they can go um, click on that. And it's $250 right now. It might go up depending on the demand, but it's something we're offering now. So yeah, definitely go check out the virtual property assessments at cnccontractor.com 
services.com. If you've got questions about what am I supposed to be looking at? What am I looking at? That's probably the best way exactly. to go. Cause I just, I don't, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of people that reach out to me and it's, it's nothing personal, but my time's just as valuable as everybody else's. And so that, that assessment gives, it gives our listeners or clients a really good idea on the condition of their property. And then I don't sit behind a computer screen type into potential clients for an assess or a mold consultation. I'm not sitting there asking them questions when we can actually just do it in a property assessment and get at the answers much faster. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's obviously better for me. All homes are different. And you know, when I, when I have someone saying, well, we had a water leak on our second level, you know, I don't know what type of flooring is, the main level, is it over a wood foundation, all those things. So if we do a property assessment, then we would obviously know, or hopefully we would know by the time we're done with that. Exactly. Well, there, you heard it from the expert. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.